It's Jalen Brown day. We're not sleeping on him anymore. Is he the most important player on the Celtics this season? I'm talking about it with Chad Finn of the Globe right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Rainy Jay's back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it. Got a local feel like the red line. The blue line. The green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime. And press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's. That's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. Really appreciate you doing so. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I'm the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book available everywhere books are sold. And on my personal website, johncorrales.com, if you want a signed, personalized copy. Today is Jalen Brown Day. People have been commenting in the in the YouTube comments. People have been asking for more Jalen Brown content, saying people are sleeping on Jalen Brown. We sleep no more. I got Chad Finn from The Globe in part two of our conversation, getting into Jalen Brown and his importance to the Celtics, especially this season. Everyone is talking about Jason Tatum. We talk about Marcus Smart, obviously, because he got the extension. You would have, I would have thought that Jalen Brown would have come up a lot more over the course of the summer because he went into the summer having had surgery on his wrist that cost him the end of last season. And yeah. we've seen him here and there and, and all of that. But yeah, I put out my questions for my mailbag and I, I get reactions like, why is no one talking about Jalen Brown? Yeah. And it, it, the more questions like, you know, we're, we're not, we're just not because I feel like there's the question of, well, if Jalen Brown can continue to be an all-star, then blah, blah, blah. And that's the end of the Jalen Brown discussion. When Jalen Brown is the, you can say, second most important guy on the team. You might even say first most important guy on the team because we know what we're going to get with Jason Tatum. And if Jalen Brown can ascend even further, then whoa, yeah. watch out. Maybe we're not going the three-star route. Like Jalen Brown's season this year could determine whether Boston – decides to go after Bradley Beal or say, you know what? We're going to kind of go the Milwaukee route and go with one in one a and try to build a really deep, good fundamental core around those guys to support them. He's Chris Middleton. Is that what he's going to be? I mean, better than Chris Middleton, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if he can get that, I, I picture Chris Middleton as like that that killer shooter, and and Jalen has had killer shooting games. Do we believe in him? I guess this is that's one of the questions here. Do we believe in Jalen Brown as a killer shooter? Can he come in and just be because he had that mid range game last year, and that faded a little bit? Was that part of the pandemic? Was that not? If he can come in and be exactly Chris Middleton, yeah, I mean, and and more athletic, obviously. And a better defender. Yeah. If he's exactly that, then he's a perennial all-star. Yeah. My my thinking with Jalen is uh, people who get really frustrated with him or get down on him or say, ah, he's he's a fringe all-star, he's a movable piece. I would like to give them uh, like a, a video package of him as rookie year um, because I think it would be really obvious really quickly 
of all the areas, he's drastically improved. The the ball handling, the passing, the ball handling took a huge leap. The passing's gotten a little better. Shooting is so much better. Um, awareness, all these things. And that is experience. Some of it's experience, but more of it's hard work. And you know that this guy is committed to getting better at basketball in a lot of different ways. He's doing, uh, he recognizes what his weaknesses are and he works on them. And the next thing I think most people would agree is that uh, he and Tatum need to learn to play off each other better. Rather, They, they too often devolve into my turn basketball and it's mm-hmm. understandable because they're grow Tatum in particular, but they're both excellent one-on-one players when things are going. Um, it's an understandable habit to fall into, but to be a better basketball team and a more consistent basketball team and one that's harder to defend, uh, they've got to learn to enhance each other. And I, I just knowing what we know about how hard Jalen's worked in this game before or how much he's improved, um, I would imagine that's something he's, he's contemplating and working on. Uh, I, I think the reason we don't talk about him that much or think about him that much is he's kind of been, as you said, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, Tatum was out there getting buckets and plaudits from Kevin Durant during the Olympics. And, uh, you know, Marcus got his new contract. Uh, Robert Williams got his new contract. So they're guys who are just in our consciousness right now, whereas uh, we haven't seen a lot of Jalen. But if you, you know, set aside a moment to think about what he is as a player, I think he's someone we should still be really enthusiastic about and, and expect to continue um, ascending as a player because he's really, it's not linear. It's never linear. They never just shoot up and uh, become superstars uh, uh, without, uh, you know, little bumps and roadblocks along the way. But uh, for the most part, he's trended upward his entire career and we don't know when that's going to stop, but I don't think it's right now. It, it has been extraordinarily impressive and, and, I was guilty of a couple of seasons ago, kind of predetermining. All right, well, this is this is what he's going to be. This yeah. is and and I think part of that was because he had made such a big improvement from his rookie season that I was I was happy with that. I personally, looking at it and evaluating the team, was like, man, if this is what Jalen Brown's going to be for the rest of his career, that's great. Spot up shooter in the corner, attack the closeout, boom, that's that's fantastic. But to his credit, he continued to improve and not only improve, but he improved over the COVID break. Like he, he improved in a, in a short turnaround. He, he didn't have much opportunity to work on his game. And next thing you know, he comes out and, and he's playing differently. He's playing better. And you're like, where did, where did he even have time right. to work on Plus this? He's very stuff. involved in social issues. It's not, you know, he, it's right. like he just has basketball going on in his life. Right. And and what he does clearly, he he's got the bounce. I, I'm so like I, I have a big problem with the people who will see Jalen out doing something at an event or something. Oh, he should be working on blah blah blah. Like he hasn't been spending the the morning in the gym, and that two minutes on Instagram is a different part of the day. Right. You know, his the opportunity. Like you know, there there there's 24 hours. There's you know, 20 hours of whatever to do, whatever you're going to do. Well, just, or, or not 20, what am I talking about? Like six, 18, 16, whatever it is. He should be the time. four seasons playing video games. Just like right. 80% of the league. So, um, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. So I, I'm not putting any caps on what Jalen can end up being. If this is all that Jalen is, and he is kind of like that fringe all-star, that's still really good. But that makes me think, 
all right, got to go out and get that third star because you're going to need you're going to need someone who's going to get double teamed. And I don't think Jalen's going to get double teamed every night automatically. He's going to have some nights, but not every night. You're going to pick your poison somewhere, and, and hopefully he doesn't get hot. But if he can improve, then watch out. And you you mentioned Tatum and Brown playing off of each other. I've I've been begging for them to set picks for one another. Yeah, and right, right. I don't know why they don't. And I I haven't had the opportunity to even ask Brad privately to say, hey, what what am I not seeing? If you're not running pick and rolls with Jalen as the pick setter or even Tatum as the pick setter, you know, even if teams just switch that because they're being guarded by similarly sized guys, yeah. punish the switch. Slip, do something you like you can you can punish however they want to defend you, make them make the choice and have those two really good players kill them for that decision. Yeah. And it encourages, you know, sharing the ball and uh, uh, working creatively off each other and uh, probably would a, would be a great energy thing for them, too. I, I want to ask you one question about uh, regarding Jalen and uh, Beal. Um What's your ideal for a third star for the Celtics? Because um, I, I tell people who say who have that daydream of getting Beal to go with Jalen and Tatum, I, I'm I'm not sure how it would work. I would worry that it would become uh, three guys playing. Uh, it's my turn now. Or Jalen when Jalen would kind of turn into the Ray Allen of the group, where he would be the one who would have to make the most sacrifice, like when Ray sure. Allen came here. You know, Garnett was completely unselfish, but Ray Allen's shots went way down from what he took in, uh, I think he averaged 26 right. and a half a game his last season with uh, Seattle. Um, yep. It's, I, I'm not sure that trio works as enticing as it is, especially if you're familiar with what Bradley Beal's game really is. Um, so what what's your ideal for that third player to pair with these two guys? There's no, uh, there's no like clone of 25 year old Chris Paul out there. Yeah. <laughs> Back with more from Chad in just a minute. But first, I got to tell you about Sweat Block. It's the answer to excessive perspiration. I know that it's an embarrassing problem. You don't like talking about it. I'm going to talk about it for you. A doctor had the same problem and he created Sweat Block. Now he recommends it for up to seven days of being sweat free in your problem areas. Take a shower, get the Sweat Block wipe, apply it to the problem areas, wake up in the morning. Wash it off, and you are good to go for up to a week. Go check out the reviews on Amazon. There are 13,000 of them compiled over 10 years where Sweatblock was a bestseller. Check it out. The videos from Rachel Ray, where firefighters tested this under their gear and came out with dry shirts. If your shirt's not dry, after using Sweatblock, you got the guarantee money back. It doesn't matter if it's worked then great, you have yourself a little secret to your confidence and you can wear what you want to wear. If it doesn't work for some reason, you get your money back so you can use it with confidence one way or another. Go to sweatblock.com right now. Check it out. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off. 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code Locked On, or pick some up at Amazon or at CVS. Today's show is also brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and then you're watching sports highlights on your phone. Plus, 
you're stealing your neighbor's best friend's login for all of the good stuff. Well, there's a simpler way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. So I've been saying Bradley Beal, and I'm on board with Bradley Beal. Mostly because I feel like in today's NBA, what you mostly need is guys that need to be double teamed. And more so than how do they fit together, the That's question I think, I think to me, more the question is, well, well, how do you stop that? How do you stop? Like, who, who do you double team? Because if you do Beal, Tatum, and Brown, and it, it, part of it depends on. Well, who do you who do you get to keep? Do you get to keep Robert Williams? Because now if you have a passable point guard, even if it's Peyton Pritchard or or you find a decent point guard on the market for the mid-level exception, now you've got three guys in today's league. Okay, a couple of power forwards are going to be problematic there. And maybe you get a guy off the bench that can kind of help in a pinch or maybe that's um Maybe that's Grant Williams. You just keep him around for that. But I think the the switchability and the way the league is now where most power forwards are either tall and lanky or if they're strong, they're smaller. You can you can deal with that. Um, who do you double team on that team? If you, you're going to have to double somebody. And that's going to leave the other guys single covered or or open. That's gonna. I, I just think defensively, you end up getting stuck. You can't zone that up because they're they're gonna just shoot over the top of it. Those three guys can kill a zone just by with their shooting. Uh, I think Jalen playing even into the middle of that zone with his mid range game, Tatum with the mid range game. That I, I just look at it offensively, and I think that that that's a team that's gonna score 120 points a game because yeah. and. and then you add a defensive element to it, and maybe Bradley Beal decides, hey, I'm, I don't have to score 29, 30 points a game. I'm going to put a little bit more effort in my defense, which he used to when it was okay. Now you're getting out into transition. As long as everybody's getting their 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 shot and as long as everybody's kind of happy doing this, then I think it will work. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I think ideally – you would want that third star to also fit a need. Like, I mean, if Nikola Jokic became a free agent in a couple of years and, and he became the third star, then that's perfect because you give up Robert Williams for that. And you got Jokic like that, that type of third star or yeah, yeah. A, a, an elite point guard, third star. Sure. But right now you kind of take what you can get and you just put the pressure on the other team and you just play, Udoka's kind of Spursy 
just let's just move the ball, set picks for one another, move the ball, pass it. We're all going to get our touches. We're all going to get our shots. Trust me, by the end of the season, you're all going to be averaging like 23, 24, 25. We're going to get our rings, plural, and we all get to like make our plans for Hall of Fame speeches. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good plan. Would uh, would Drew Holiday have been that third guy, kind of the way he is uh, with the, the, the Bucks? Would that have worked? Uh, had that deal, you know, they've given up the ransom to get him here. Would he have fit with those two guys? I I don't know. I mean, I, I, I assume that he replaces Marcus Smart. And Yeah, probably. So giving up what you gave up, what Milwaukee gave up to get Holiday, I would rather just keep Smart because yeah. you're, you're giving up too, too much to – you know, um, even though Holiday is better offensively, but we even saw during the playoffs, like the offense wasn't exactly that much better. He wasn't winning those games with his offense. Um, he had some Marcus moments with the shooting. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, he did. And he weirdly couldn't finish around the rim anymore. And, you know, he made some plays for sure. But, um, yeah, I don't think he was the guy, mostly because Tatum wasn't ready to be the Giannis type. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, you need that Giannis takeover buoyed by the Middleton shooting. And then you have the, that third punch of like, well, okay, now holiday is going to be the guy that just completely shuts down Chris Paul. Let's say that they did get him. I just don't think that Tatum was ready to be exactly that. Right. Like he's just not young. It's not a, it's not an insult for me to say he's not Giannis, right? <laughs> yeah. Super alpha. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Giannis um, wasn't Giannis for a while, you know. It took him right took him a couple of MVPs. He, I mean, he, he won two MVPs, and he still wasn't what he was uh, it's in the finals. It's another right. huge step step forward. I think we underestimate that with Tatum too, though. I, I, I think the fan base and some of the media do that. There's still room to grow. I saw pictures of him out there today, and he's jacked. Muscle watch. Yeah, I mean, he. How tall is he now? I mean. It seemed like he was still growing there, and and yeah, uh, you see him out there on the court with guys you think are taller than him, and and they aren't anymore. And uh, so, uh, as his basketball IQ gets higher, and it's pretty high for a young player already, and as he puts in the work like he's doing to get uh, stronger and more efficient, um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see what he becomes because this is a hell of a player right now, and he's not a finished product yet. Back to wrap up the show with Chad Finn in just a minute. First, I got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. They've got nine delicious flavors that range from chocolatey, like double chocolate, to fruity, like orange, uh, or something like salted caramel or coconut. Whatever your heart desires, it's here. It tastes like a candy bar. There are nut free options, and it's all healthy for you. It's good if you're on a keto diet, not a problem at all there. If you've got the nut allergy, You can go through this and find them without nuts. If you are looking for the nutrition facts, go to Built.com and just scroll over them. They've got a lot of different products too. They've got these Built Puffs. They've got protein balls now. They've got different things that show up on Built.com all the time. The protein bars are great. They're all 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, about 4 or 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs delicious healthy for you tasty all of that go to built.com use the promo code locked 15 
LOCKED15 gets you 15% off your next order. Use it as often as you want. Get a mixed box, figure out what flavors you like, then go back and use it again. LOCKED15 gets you 15% off every time at Built.com. Today's show is also brought, also brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back, and we know that football is something a lot of people like to bet on. And Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. It's all open now at Bet Online. Sign up now with the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 100% welcome bonus. Whatever you deposit in that first deposit, 100% welcome bonus. They match it. It's like winning your bet right away. You can use the promo code NFL100 to take advantage of the opening day super promo. Bet on the Bucks Dallas Cowboys game. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. So if you want football, basketball, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games, it's all right there at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. And this is interesting in terms of the Jalen Jason dynamic here. That, what was it, after the 60 point game? that Tatum had that Jalen kind of went over and put his like head on, on Tatum's shoulder. And we're just kind of like, I can't believe you just did that. Um, I kind of wonder if that was some sort of like, I don't want to I don't want to read too much into a moment like that, but you know us, we like to tell stories and we well, like Jaylen to have does these... things with a purpose too sometimes. Sure. Yeah. And I, I do feel like there was that, that was kind of like a moment of like, all right, I think I'm pretty damn good, but that was just wow. Yeah. You yeah. know? Tip of the cap. Yeah. And look, Jalen Jalen had a 42-point game where he didn't play the whole fourth quarter. So he's capable of these explosions. But what Tatum did at the end of the season last year was just 50 point, 50 point, 60 point. Like, whoa, that right. was that was different level. And so Jalen now. I wonder how that impacts Jalen. Does he, obviously he's going to try to be the best he can be and he's going to work on his game, but also he wants to be, he, he, everybody wants to win. And I wonder if he looks at Tatum and goes, okay, if Tatum's going to be doing that, how do I do what I do? And, and I wonder if that helps what he, what he was working on. Now he, he hurt his left wrist. So I, I do wonder how that's going to impact his preparation I, what do you think coming out of this this summer where he still had his shooting wrist, he still could get out there and take that the ball with one hand and, and work on that shot? Or yeah. even like you could still pick it up off a rack as long as no one's throwing baseball passes at him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I wonder, like when you think of where Tatum was, what Tatum kind of can be and – Moving forward, what is it that Jalen Brown needs to do? If you could, if you can get into his head and say, "All right, this is this is the summer I'm doing blah blah blah," what is that that makes him that second, that one A that really makes the Celtics difficult, almost impossible to guard? Yeah, I'm sure he thinks about that. You know, he's, he's a thoughtful guy who thinks about his place in a lot of things. I, I, I wonder. 
um, how that dynamic has evolved over the years because he was here first. You know, he was yep. the number three pick in the draft and got here a year earlier and um, made significant improvements from year one to year two. And uh, that can't always be easy when when a, a younger guy comes in and ends up looking like he's or end, ends up with a perception anyway that he's going to be the star, quote unquote, and the you know the the alpha and the guy. Uh, who gets the ball in crunch time all the time. And, um, you know, kind of that generation of players who grew up idolizing Kobe, who expect the ball in the final seconds in their hands. Uh, maybe Jalen felt like that was going to be him at some point and, and has to come to the realization that most nights it's not going to be most nights. It's going to be Jason Tatum going forward. Um, but I, I, I think he's a player and a person who really well equipped to to deal with that and to think something like that through and to eventually come to this point where he's looking at it from the perspective of what do I do to make myself the most complete player? What do I do to make myself the player who who can help the team the most? And of, of all the things we talked about, about where they need to improve and how these two guys need to figure out how to mesh and uh, mesh more and mesh better and more efficiently. Um, my biggest hope is that Jalen's the guy who figures it out because Tatum's going to score. Tatum's going to shoot. Um, I'm interested to see what uh, happens the first time he dribbles six times between his legs and takes a pull up and, and how Udoka reacts to that when he wants the ball moved in a certain situation. But um, he's going to be that guy who, whose name is uh, in the scoring race. And Jalen is the one who has to acclimate. I think he knows that. And I think uh, I, I think he's probably going to uh, be able to handle it maturely. I think it all hinges on understanding what's important and, mm-hmm. and just personal. My personal philosophical approach is you know, is is understanding what is what's really important is is what people say about you important is is how you're perceived by others important. Um, I would contend that it's not, but that's all we talk about. We, the collective, we in this business, we talk about legacies. We talk about, you know, who a player is, how, how, how big a star, who's the number one, who's the number two. And frankly, none of that's truly, truly important. What's important is how do they work together? And if, if you end up with a dynamic, like the Kyrie dynamic, where he's like, well, I don't want to be a number two. I want to be a number one. And, and I think part of this goes to ego. You don't get to this level without an, an ego that drives you to become the absolute best that you can be. That's partially within you to, to – there's an ego in there that other people just don't have. Can that be set aside from both guys, from Tatum and Brown? Can they figure out together – can they get to a point that says, look, it doesn't matter – Like." If, if we just understand, if we truly understand within each other, I'm good at this, this, and this, and I'm better than you at this, this, and this, and you're better than me at this, this, and if you can, if they can both admit what the other is better at and say, how do we put these puzzle pieces together to make us like Voltron? Like, how do we form together to be like this super player, the super one, two punch? If they can do that, then there's a, a, a better chance of them committing long-term and there's a better chance of them figuring out and not just going my turn, your turn, or seeing any shoulder slump when someone does go between their legs six times because they get into a, they get it into their heads. Cause it's very easy to, for one guy to do that. And for the other guy to be like, hello, 
You, you see the guy who's sagging into the paint too much. I'm wide open in the corner for three. You, if if they can if they can get past those little moments, they're going to be great. They're being really really great. I, I'm 100 percent with you, and I really would love to know how their new coach is approaching that with them because uh, some of the things we know about Ime Udoka is that he's very blunt, he's very straightforward. Um, he already has a relationship with these guys, and and seemingly their respect and. I would think that would be pretty high on his list of uh, to do uh, to do lists uh, after he got the job to sit down with those two guys and say, how do we maximize this? And here's what I think. And, you know, you you talk about ego. That's absolutely right. I mean, you don't get to that level without uh, having incredible self-belief, which I think I don't know if it's a, a particular flaw with Tatum and Brown to a the really a negative degree at any, you know, every once in a while when they'll try to shoot their way out of a slump or something like that. And it, you know, ends up backfiring. But uh, I think that is the biggest frustration with Marcus Smart. He believes every shot he takes is going in and he's the only one in the building sometimes <laughs> that way, but he's going to keep taking them. And that, that's a great thing in general that you think that uh, uh, you, you think you're doing the right thing and believe in yourself and, and, and trust yourself. But you know, it also can be counterproductive sometimes when you make bad decisions because uh, you're overestimating what you're capable of at the <laughs> time. And uh, right. I would rather have guys, though, who uh, really uh, never have crisis of confidence than guys, um, you know, guys who are uh, uh, going to be out there nervous and second guessing every time they miss a shot. And, you know, if they go for two, they're done for the night. You know, if they don't hit one of their first couple of shots, it's all right. over. Um, I think the Celtics in general are in pretty good, pretty good spot with that, with with Tatum and Brown at the forefront of this team, and you know guys like Marcus as uh, as secondary players. I I think the overall self worth ego of this team is a, a a pretty helpful one for the most part. The Adoka point is is great because he, I think the one selling point that you have with Adoka when it comes to these guys is that he gets to sit down with Tatum and Brown and say, I played with and coached Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, mm-hmm. Manu Ginobili. I was, I was there on the bench for one of the most brilliant seasons an NBA team has put forth. And that championship that they won was just a, a, a clinic in how to play basketball. It is everything Brad Stevens has ever aspired for his own basketball teams. And which yeah. is why I always wondered, like, is he hiring Udoka as his way of, I am dead set on getting that Spurs basketball <laughs> here in Boston. I so want it so bad that I'm getting a coach from that team to come in here because these guys wouldn't listen to me when I tried to tell them, maybe they'll listen to you. And that's I believe that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that yeah. that was certainly part of it. Like Brad in the whole hiring process was like, I can't resist the Spurs connection. He, he, I mean, we all gush about that team because it was so awesome, but Brad especially gushes yeah. about that team. He just watches that YouTube clip of their, you know, their 86 Celtics level passing over and over again. Oh like my God. Minute clip. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where Udoka comes in and like you, you, you can't tell him, you can't say, yeah, but, because he'd be like, no, but Tim Duncan. Yeah, if Tim Duncan, 
the greatest power forward of all time or one of the top two or three can pass the way he passed and be unselfish, then guess what? You, Jason Tatum, who has not ascended to that level yet, you can't say nothing because that guy made the entire team. It's no secret that once he showed up from his his entire career, all of a sudden the Spurs went from here to, boop, way up top. We're now awesome. And we compare. Right? They just stayed there. The entirety of Tim Duncan's career. Then Tim Duncan retired and he was like, bam, down to the bottom again or middle. <laughs> like, it's not a surprise. So, I think you're comparing him to Tom Brady right now. <laughs> Pop and Belichick. Yeah. I mean, that is that is the comparison. So I I, I hope for, for Jalen, just to wrap this up on, on giving him his due, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see what he adds to his game just specifically. And, you know, maybe better shooting. Maybe he's maybe this having to sit there and just shoot gets him to become a more consistent free throw shooter. And if he becomes just a consistently 80 percent free throw shooter, and he has gotten better. Yep. If that is something that that he adds, then that makes it a lot more difficult because all of a sudden he's automatic from the line. Uh, I'm very curious to see what he adds and how he approaches this season with Tatum making the leaps that he's making it it's I'll I'll finish by saying what I said at the top Jalen Brown's season will very likely determine the path of the Boston Celtics because we know what Jason Tatum we have a pretty good idea what Jason Tatum is going to be do the Celtics go third star and find whatever third star they can and just make it work somehow or do they say whoa we got our two guys we're going depth. We're going to take those. We're going to take on those three-star teams, and we're going to challenge them because they're they're not deep. And we're going to challenge them across the board. And we feel like we have the two guys that we can challenge those teams with and feel good about it. Uh, and and hopefully hopefully it works out. So it, in a lot of ways, Jalen Brown is the most important Celtic this year. Yeah, couldn't agree with that more. And I I, I think. One word of advice to fans who feel like ah they're a five or six seed or they they've stagnated or um, the, there's no real path to to going deep into the playoffs and achieving something you care about is these guys aren't done improving the two best players on your team are not done getting better and we don't know what their ceiling is we don't know what their peak is but it, it, it's pretty reasonable and safe to say that they haven't hit it and they may not even be they may not even be uh within reach of it within uh, you know arm's length of it yet and um to me that's the most biggest reason for optimism about this team you've got two great young players who work on their games and and uh surely are doing so right now and and hopefully if there's something resembling a normal season we'll get to uh we'll get to see these guys at the peak of their powers this year all right. Well, Chad, appreciate you spending some time here with me. Uh, good to talk to you again. It's been too long. Have you again? Have you on again soon? Anytime, John. Always great talking to you. Big thanks to Chad Finn for coming on the show, talking Brad Stevens yesterday, Jalen Brown today. If you missed yesterday's show, go back. It's a great conversation about Brad and how he's kind of like running counter to Danny Ainge in a lot of ways and whether he can handle the pressure of the trade deadline. But go follow Chad, it's Globe Chad Finn on Twitter. Uh, and if you like these shows, plenty more guests coming on. 
uh, a big deep dive into Brad Stevens, his coaching tenure coming up in uh, a couple of weeks. That's already been recorded for the, the two weeks running up to the end of the uh, the end of the off season. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We are free everywhere on all platforms. So subscribe. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.